The biggest story of the day, of course, Elon Musk, currently Twitter's biggest shareholder, has proposed buying the remaining shares of Twitter that he doesn't already own at $54.20 a share. That offer is worth more than $43 billion. Now, Musk says this is his best, his final offer. Although he provided no details on financing, the offer is non-binding. Uh, here's what Musk said in his filing, quote, I invested in Twitter as I believe in its potential to be the platform for free speech around the globe. And I believe free speech is a societal imperative for a functioning democracy. Dr. Brett Carraway is a professor of media economics at the University of Toronto. Welcome to the program, Brett. Uh, what do you make of this? There's sort of two takes on it. It's either bluster or it's the real deal here. What's your take? It's a mix of both. Uh, Elon Musk is is nothing if not the sort of master of public performance. Even in this uh, sale price or the the purchase price that he's recommending, I can't help but notice that the last three digits are four two zero. So I think that's another reference to uh, four four twenty, which is of course a reference to cannabis culture. So I, I think there's always a little bit of sort of playfulness and in, in, in what he's doing but i also think he's serious about it i mean <clears throat> it reads like a hollywood script right the like the the local newspaper runs a, a bad commentary on the on the billionaire and so the billionaire just buys up the local newspaper <laughs> um the, the market response has sort of been yeah sure you can afford it and you're currently worth us uh, 260 billion dollars according yeah. to bloomberg but where's the liquidity? Where's the actual liquidity to be able to pull off a, a deal that's $43 billion? Well, it would require him to, to sell off some of his assets. Um, but I'm guessing that he probably would not be likely to do that. But then again, if you are sitting on that much uh, capital, I, I'm sure you can find someone that will loan it to you. Um, so I would imagine that he would approach I think somebody has mentioned maybe even Morgan Stanley to get a hold of the the cash necessary. All right, let's talk about this whole free speech aspect of it um, and how you see that playing out. Well, you know, he's he's obviously very influential on Twitter. I think he has. I haven't looked in a while, but I'm I, maybe 70, 80 million followers, something like that. So uh, he uses this as a as a platform, and. Um, I, I think he's part of this sort of uh, West Coast tech bro culture, which is um, a sort of weird mix of left and right politics. Um, but one thing that I think does sort of tie that independent uh, political perspective together is an emphasis on platforms as a vehicle for free speech. Certainly, uh, Evan Williams, Jack Dorsey, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, all of them have um, positioned themselves and their platforms in that way. Uh, and I think there's a tension that's been building between sort of the that West Coast um, tech culture and regulators over what the role uh, of regulators should be vis-a-vis -vis platforms, right? Especially after um, the, the last election, even after the COVID pandemic, there's been a lot of misinformation, disinformation, and I think that the platforms have started sort of shifting to a, a sort of self-regulating uh, mode of operation where they're labeling disputed tweets or um, information that is graphic or somehow um, contrary to their community standards. 
And I think people like Elon Musk worry that this is going too far in the other direction and that the the potential, if you will. We're, we're the, talking about Donald Trump here. I mean, that, 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 that's, the, that's the name we haven't said here, is, is whether or not Trump should be allowed back on the platform. Isn't that <laughs> kind of a central issue to all of this? Yeah, I, yeah. in general, I think so. Although, you know, Elon Musk has been critical of, of Trump. He's been critical of Elizabeth Warren, Biden. Like, he's an equal opportunity troll. Um, but yeah, I think that there is this sort of idea that no matter how offensive the things that you might say are your presence in the public sphere so to speak is still important like you shouldn't try and cancel an idea or an expression it's better to shine a light on it and then somehow have a a rational discourse around what's said and that in the marketplace of ideas the best ideas will win out i'm I'm skeptical uh, personally of, of that idea or that way of thinking but i certainly think that's what this west coast tension is about uh, Dr. Carraway, always great talking to you. Appreciate your time today. Yeah, my pleasure. That's Dr. Brett Carraway, who is a professor of media economics at the University of Toronto and the program director for the Digital Enterprise Management Program.